fourth mother box, year two. To the fourth mother box, motherfuckers. I like that open there with our boys in the background. Hello, everybody. This is year two. I am Tom Oakry, joined as always by my brother in arms, Kyle Cosentino. We are here. We are ready to burn this world down as it's turning into apocalypse for year two of this podcast. And we have a lot of opinions that nobody asked for. But first and foremost, before we get along and move further and talk about the shit that happened in the past couple of days and weeks, we are here. Uh, my name is Tom Hokery, and I uh, joined as always Kyle Cosentino. Kyle, how the fuck are you today? I am doing really fucking great. For the first time, we have some nice weather here in Chicago, and uh, you sound kind of like a droid. Do I sound like a droid? Good. I like it. That's, that's fine. Maybe it's the fucking mixer. I don't care. I don't care at this point. We'll figure it out. Be- what would what would be your droid name? Oh, um hmm, what would be my droid name? It would be G I N G sixty nine. Ha Perfect. How about yours? What would yours be? Uh Jesus. Um I would say B A T nineteen thirty nine. That's a good one. That's actually not bad. I like it. So, all right, man. How the hell's your week been? It's so, so last time Fourth Motherbox put a show out, we were clanging and banging with our good buddies. Obviously, I am a member of the Jedi Talk podcast. Um, and you hear me weekly, twice a week talking about Star Wars opinions that are right and are not wrong, especially considering The Last Jedi being canon. Thank you very much. And then we were not only had Evan and, well, Evan T. Boucher was on Fourth Motherbox for the first time. Brad is a frequent guest. He was on, and then we had Scott Ford, our good buddy at the Scott Ford Show on Rumble. Yes, we've talked about Scott's show before, but I want to specifically mention that he is exclusively on Rumble now. So get on there, download that app. It's pretty cool, uh, and check him out. He has a really good show. He just posted back from vacation. So all five of us were on um, the actual episode, and you know, one day I think we intend to do it more so in person. Kyle was via Skype, just like he is now, just like I am now, through the mixer, through the Zoom. And it worked, but, you know, it could have been better. And you can't just get every all the intricacies and get all the fun stuff, like when you're in person. So 
you know, we last talked, we talked about a lot. We talked about the Batman Joker scene being released. Um, and a few things have happened, you know, throughout the week. But uh, how the hell, you know, outside of when we start getting into the news, Kyle, how the hell's your week been since we last uh, talked with that giant fourth mother Ford show, whatever we're calling that? The fourth mother Ford. Uh, my week has been pretty, pretty great. Um, I, you know what, today is April 10th. And you know where I'll be in a month? Ooh, let me take a guess. Let me look outside the window. Would you possibly be getting on a jet plane from Midway Airport to um, MCO International? Uh, that, uh, that I happen to be. I will be traveling to the happiest place on Earth. That's incredible. That's freaking crazy that it's going to be a month while you're out here. So obviously we're doing a fourth mother talk when Kyle's out here on that Friday. I, I believe you don't have anything going on that day. Um, and just to check, I meant to ask you this before we uh, got on, but um, you are going to hit up Universal on the Wednesday you guys are out here, right? Uh, yes. Okay. So we're getting there on Tuesday, and then we're going to do both parks on uh, both Universal Parks on Wednesday. All right. Awesome. Yep. We're uh, obviously opening the trip with traditional T-Rex at like 8 Fuck or yeah, we 8.45. Are. I can't remember what time I got the reservation for. But Brad is, uh, is Brad going to meet us there in disguise? He he's going to have to be in disguise. He, he might have to wear like a black trench coat with a hat, um, wear a little makeup to make it look like he's. Uh, make sure that Triceratops doesn't recognize him. That's the most important part. And I'm pretty sure the the, the restraining order out against him, he should he can't be able to walk on T Rex property. So we'll see. I'm pretty sure he's uh, no stranger to wearing makeup. This joke was brought to you at the expense of Brad Hughes. <laughs> oh man good shit good shit um so yeah yeah i've got a disney yes. speaking of disney i'm um i'm just reading right now that we got kingdom kingdom hearts 4 is was just officially announced i saw that and there was a trailer and i have to go check that trailer out because i didn't get into kingdom hearts until kingdom hearts 3 and it was really fucking good it's it's typically not my style of video game and and like the the story is pretty fucking crazy, but I'm I'm quite into it. <laughs> I'm 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 very much into it. Um, have you ever jumped into Kingdom Hearts, Kyle? Stream eighty five. You know what? Uh, I never have, but um, I feel like I need to. I know they remastered like the first three, so it looks like they're coming out with a uh, maybe an anniversary edition or something like that that I'm seeing. But uh, um, yeah, I definitely got to get into it. And then there was another video game released this past week, and it was uh, Lego Star Wars. And oh, I believe that man. you, uh, the Skywalker Saga, and I believe that you got this. So can you give us an update? Absolutely. I did get on it. On how you think of that. Yeah, I downloaded um, Skywalker Saga onto my PS5 the day it came out, and I didn't get to play it until like the next day. We had some uh, company over. And it's awesome. It's it's. I typically have never gotten into the Lego games. I just no reason other than you know i prefer the more realistic stuff and but the trailer when i first saw skywalker saga hooked me like crazy um and just anything star wars now i really just got to give it a shot and dive deep into and so the since these are all the full episodes from one to nine it's just how could you say no so i started with phantom menace and then i, I i've completed phantom menace and a completed attack of the clones so when i go back to play i'm starting with revenge of the sith i'm going from one to nine in order and it the game gives you the option to start either with episode one, episode four, or episode seven. And then you, each time you, you know, defeat the episode, the, the next episode opens up. So there is so much to do too. 
Kyle. It, it's like on top of the regular story, there are missions, there's shit to find, there's shit to build. Like they have a free play mode like that. I'm gonna go back in once I finish the actual story of the ex- of of this the Skywalker saga. Because with games, I like doing the story first, and then I'll go back and complete all the side missions. But uh, you should you should get this. I think you said you're playing Elder Scrolls, and once you're done with that, you're gonna jump on this. But I highly, highly, highly recommend it. Uh, I'm I'm playing Elden Ring, and I have it. Oh, whoops! I have. Uh... Yeah, I'm I'm the same with you with like Lego games. I mean, I I bought the Harry Potter Lego games because it's like it was like like three bucks I think, and never traditionally been into it. But this one looks different. When I saw the trailer, just like the the fighting style and and just the fact that they have all nine films and there's so many characters, it looks so much better and different. And uh, I'm really excited to uh, you know try and play it. I was uh and I saw that they have like the Mandalorian in there. Is that do they have like scenes from like the show, or is it just kind of like an ex- a character you can be? Um, right now, I know there's like skin. There's like because I bought the deluxe version of Skywalker Saga it was ten bucks more, so I said why not? And I know there's there's characters from Solo and characters from The Mandalorian that you can play as. Uh, I'm pretty sure there's a Solo and a Mandalorian like movie Rogue One Bad Batch like release pack coming eventually where you can play those. Um, I don't know how they're going to do it with Bad Batch. Well, I guess they do it the same way they they do like a Mandalorian season. Like season one is like a complete like level, let's say, like like a complete episode. And then season two of Mandalorian is a complete episode. I don't know. I haven't done any of that yet because I just don't think it's released. I haven't found a way to do it. But maybe when you defeat all nine, then it releases. I guess we'll find out. Do people? I wanted to ask because, like, by the way, I've been um, ever since last week. I've been rewatching all the Star Wars, and I'm on Attack of the Clones. And um, yeah, well, can, do people actually really like the Bad Batch? I know you talked it up for a while, but I feel like it it just dropped off of the face of the earth. Is that is that kind of accurate? Well, I mean, it was it was you know people were talking about it when it was out when it was you know the 17 or whatever episodes that they had from May 4th i think it was 2021 it dropped on May 4th and then throughout the whole season you know i didn't i didn't i didn't i didn't hate it i didn't love it it was somewhere in the middle for me you know i talk up like it's just like the clone wars for me it had it had high highs and low lows you know the first couple episodes really really good you know the Cad Bane stuff with Fennec Shan was really good. I thought the season fi- the season finale left it on a nice hook, but um, yeah, Bad Batch probably fell off of people talking about it just because season one ended, and I know there's anticipation for season two, which there's high high rumors that around Celebration, which is in month and a half ish or so. There's there's high rumors that they're gonna you know announce the trailer or announce what's coming for season two of Bad Batch and. I personally think season two is going to be a lot better than season one just because they've already established they've built some stuff up and they can go lots of different ways. So, um, yeah, that, I guess, you know, but I haven't seen, like, I've seen people say it's shit and I've seen people, like, think it's the best Star Wars animation ever. So it's, and I'm somewhere wow. in the middle. I'm somewhere in the middle. You know, I like it better than Brad and Evan do, but I'm not, like, running to tell everybody to go watch it. It's just, it's entertaining. Wow. Um, another news, I, I definitely, you know, as I rewatch Star Wars, I'm definitely picking up things that I, I just, I, you know, I've missed in the past. And yeah. 
I definitely have a more appreciation of the Phantom Menace, especially the lightsaber battle with Qui-Gon Jinn and, and uh, Obi-Wan. That was one of my favorite lightsaber battles. It was so fucking brutal. It's so good. And it's it tells such a phenomenal story, too, right? You know, Qui-Gon's doing most of the fighting, uh, especially after the fact when Obi-Wan gets, you know, trapped in those red, you know, doors or walls, whatever you want to call them, before the epic finale of that fight. And, you know, Qui-Gon just makes a mistake. And the fact that Duel of the Fates is played in the background is literally foreshadowing what's to come. And if Qui-Gon survives, you know, and they beat Maul together, who's to say Anakin's path is different, right? It's, it's does Is he get trained by Qui-Gon instead of Obi-Wan? How does Obi-Wan's path go on? But we obviously saw what happened, and you're right. It's such a great, great, phenomenal lightsaber battle. And to your point, I think what it does is it really shines a light on the lightsaber battles from the OG trilogy. And, you know, say what you want about them, right? They didn't know what the future of Star Wars looked like, but... Right. But compared to the prequels and especially the sequels, the lightsaber battles just get better and better. They they really do. And, man, it was just jarring to watch Qui-Gon Jinn getting killed. But it was also cool to see Darth Maul being cut in half, which I thought, you know, for a PG rating was pretty intense. And I, this is stuff that I didn't remember. And I remember when I watched Solo, I saw, you know, you see Darth Maul at the end. And... um he had like some sort of machine under his like torso. And I'm like, I don't remember what happened to him or like, you know, you know, during the oh, Phantom Menace. So yeah, yeah. it's good to kind of revisit it because as time goes on, I grow m- more fonder of star Wars and I learn more about it. And it's just, it, it makes me appreciate some of the films that like maybe I've overlooked in the past. So that's fair. Uh, yeah. And, and they're, they do a really good job. And I think I just have to sit down and find episodes in the Clone Wars and just send them to you. Just like, watch these. These are really good Maul episodes. Because between the Phantom Menace, what you see of him at the end of Solo, and um, and what's in Rebels of Maul, it like connects such a phenomenal story for this character. That's why he ends up being one of my favorites. And you had asked that question to me last night about like Sith Lords. So like, not all Dark Side users follow the Sith religion. Not all Light Side users essentially follow the, the Jedi you know, religion. Ahsoka on on the light side, for for instance, she she left the Jedi Council, she left the Jedi Order, and she's still a light side Force user, and she does good for other reasons. And Maul is the perfect example of the dark side users who just, you know, he was he felt very portrayed by Palpatine. I mean, Palpatine killed his mother right in front of his eyes too, um, so he ditched the Sith, but he still he was very much dark and down with the being on the dark side of the Force, and he saw things a little bit differently until he got ultimately his fate was met by Obi-Wan killing him on Rebels and god damn what a good scene that was yeah you know what and like I and I know I talked last week about like um, not really liking Attack of the Clones or I put it really low on the list right. um, and you know watching it again like I definitely feel better about it and it's definitely more interesting to me I, you know I'm, I wonder what will happen like if I go back and watch Rogue One for the third time if we'll actually get into it this time, but um, the, I feel like there's like a lot of history going on in the, the Attack of the Clones, and I know I mentioned that last time, but it's uh, it's kind of interesting to see more of Yoda in his heyday, and um, it's kind of interesting that they really signed off on Anakin, and I learned about you know Anakin becoming a Jedi, and uh, one of the other things that I learned, and I think you helped me, was like midichlorians. I didn't know that existed, so. 
again, learning more about the Star Wars universe, such a detailed, very, very detailed universe. Mm-hmm. It is <laughs> Probably detailed. Probably the most detailed universe that's out there. I mean, I mean, I think Game of Thrones and, uh, you know, even other franchises like The Witcher um, are really detailed. But, man, Star Wars is fucking just... How people keep that shit straight, I have no idea. I can barely keep it straight. You'll hear on... Um... You know, I I feel like I know a good amount about Star Wars, but we did a schmo down on Jedi Talk this uh, on Friday, and it'll get released in a couple of days. And I, I pff, like I got three or four right. I mean, Brad got I think one or two more right than I did, possibly three. Evan got the most right, but out of like twenty five questions, it was still only like eight or nine. It's like there is so much, and those questions were fucking hard. But there is so much that goes in the Star Wars universe. There's a really cool uh, YouTube channel by the name and I've, I've sent you this video before but go check out star wars explained um every year he drops a what we know of star wars to this point timeline so he starts from like the beginning and goes all the way to the end and, and he starts can he, he doesn't just go like okay episode four happened no he goes like all the information that is canon that we know of like he starts with okay 10 10,000 years ago or 10, however long it is ago, you have the father, the mother, and, you know, the, 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 oh, the daughter, son, and the father, which are like three representations of each sides of the force, balance, light, and dark. Like those were like the first, I think, official like entities or beings that wielded the force. And he starts there and goes all the way through the last scene in Rise of Skywalker. And like everything that's happened because in like the first two minutes, Batu gets established because that's you know um, uh, that was you know there's a Jedi temple on Batu. It was very much a, it's been around forever. So there's that lore that he puts into it. And anyway, on May fourth every year he does like start to finish full canon everything that's in Star Wars like a very high level elevator pitch and it includes the books and includes the animated shows. Go go check his YouTube channel on Star Wars Explained. Watch the one from May 4th last year and then be prepared for the one coming up May 4th this year because there's going to be a lot more added into that. So if you have like an hour or an hour and a half to kill, I would highly recommend that. Alrighty. Yeah. So anyway. We'll uh, do that. Yeah. As we, as we move it along, uh, just real quick, Star Wars news since we'll, we'll just start and finish there with uh, the Star Wars. So, um, you know, I love every Disney Plus show that's been coming out. We're going to talk about Moon Knight in a second. <clears throat> Oh, that was a good burp. Hope everybody ah. heard that. <laughs> um, uh, Ahsoka is seemingly going to be the next one potentially to be released on Disney+. Plus. I still think Andor will come out before that. But we've got Kenobi coming up in May 27th. The first two episodes will be dropped, and that'll be awesome. Uh, but Ahsoka is going to start production, I think, in the next at the end of the month. For the, the rumor is, and the series synopsis was revealed. And it's basically what everybody... Assumed, but it's now confirmed that Ahsoka is taking Sabine Wren to go look for Ezra Bridger. Hence why she asked uh, the Magistrate in Episode 6, The Jedi of the Mandalorian Season 2, where, uh, or Episode 4 or 6, I can't remember, asked the Magistrate, where is Grand Admiral, Th- Grand Admiral Thrawn? So Thrawn is obviously the big bad of Ahsoka, and they're, uh, Sabine and Ahsoka are looking for Ezra Bridger. That's essentially it. And the other news that we got from Ahsoka is Into the Spider-Verse's director, uh, Oscar-winning director, Peter Ramsey, is to do at least one episode. So, it's getting interesting. 
when when does Ahsoka uh, set to release? Oh, I don't know. If I had to make a wild guess, just based on what Disney's been doing with these shows, I think they're going to save this one for twenty twenty three. Yeah, twenty twenty three, probably like later in the year, like much later in the year, because we're going to get Mandalorian season three most likely at the end of this year. Um, because that's that wrapped production we talked about that on last week's show so and there's still andor so andor will probably be the summer movie or the 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 summer series like like kenobi will be for star wars and then i would have to take a guess ahsoka will be the end of the year next year i yeah i i can't imagine being too excited about andor but i don't know you never know i uh, you never know i mean i've, I've gone back so like now that i'm rewatching the, the movies i I, you know, like I keep coming back to the fact that I'm like, I can't fucking rank these movies. It just, I know. I mean, some are clearly like, you know, there are ones that's your your favorite, and then there are ones that are just like better movies by right. far. But it's just, it's so hard. Like one day you could feel one way about one, one the next day you could feel like the other. You know what I mean? It's true. It's, Thousand percent right. I'm, I, the only thing that never changes for me are my top three. My number one is Last Jedi. Number two is Return of the Jedi. Number three is Revenge of the Sith. And I don't, yeah. I didn't do that on purpose. Like I didn't pick one from every trilogy on purpose. It's just those are my three, and they they never change. You know what's interesting is Star Wars has to. Well, maybe I don't know if Star Trek is older, but I think Star isn't is Star Wars one of the oldest running franchises with like an. Well, I would say this: Star Wars is probably the the longest running story to date. I mean, is that accurate other than maybe Star Trek? But I don't know if that's a continuous story because I've never watched it. Well, you have to, it probably, because you could say the same thing about Batman, you know, coming out in the late 30s. Yeah, but like Batman isn't a continuous story like Star Wars is. I mean, this is, Star Wars is a world. Batman is just kind of like, it has its main stories, but, you know, it's not connected. Oh. To to answer your question about Star Trek, uh, the Star Trek series, I thought it was the 60s. It actually started in 1966, so that would be older than, Ooh. yeah, that would be older than Star Wars. So, I wonder if that's a. I'll ask a buddy of mine. He's into Star Trek. That uh, if if that's a continuous story, or is it just kind of like random? I think I. It's all connected to my understanding, and I am no Trekkie. I am nowhere near. I don't hate Star Trek. I just never got into it, um, but. I believe it's like you know you've got Star Trek: The Next Generation, so you've got like the the OG TV series, then Star Trek: The Next Generation with uh, Picard, you know, uh, John Luke Picard and Data and um, Worf. I think was the name of that one character. Um, and then there's the new movies. I don't know if those are reboots or if those are still in universe. I think those are reboots. The one with Christopher Pine, but um, yeah, ask your buddy about that. I'd be curious too. I just don't feel like looking into that. <laughs> So. I wonder how long Star Wars the story will will run. I mean, is it going to be like twenty fifty and you yep. know that the movies will it'll be like a hundred almost like a hundred year old like story going on? That would be crazy, right? One thousand percent, that's going to happen. Disney is going to bleed Lucasfilm and the Star Wars franchise dry. Like you just wait, it's gonna it's it's gonna just bleed it all the way through. So, do you think do you think Marvel will do will do that or? At some point, I think Marvel is going to have to reset because I, I wonder what their plan is for that. Marvel 1,000% has to reset because it's starting to get stale, right? It's it's just starting to get a little like, okay, we get it. And, you know, um, and we can, we can 
I mean, I think there's good vision on the horizon because I'll segue into Moon Knight. Thank you very much. That's a that's different, right? It's it's a it's a Disney Plus series, so they're first of its kind for Marvel in in a few different sense. You know, it's it's we've got two episodes thus far. We have a different character. You know, a very you know a a ment uh, someone who's dealing with obvious mental health issues, but it's 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 different for a hero of ours, right? You know, Tony Stark battled some PTSD, and but like Captain America didn't, you know, battle with things like that, and Black Widow really didn't even, and, and Hawkeye, like like those, our heroes seem to have it together for the most part. But Stephen Grant and you know, Moon Knight, it's just it's, it's different, right? And we have interesting Egyptian villains, you know, Stephen Hawk or Ethan Hawk, <laughs> Stephen Hawking is on my brain apparently. Ethan Hawks, you know, I think you said Kyle that he had a, a help in creating this villain for Moon Knight, and I'm, I've been intrigued thus far in these first two episodes. So hopefully, this is the 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 vision that we're getting for um, the MCU moving forward. But I get a little nervous. I'm my my I'm still cautious because Disney Plus series and Loki. Um, WandaVision was a little was like opposite. The, you know, WandaVision opened boring but finished strong. Uh, but all these other like Disney Plus series for me for the MCU, even what if they started really strong and then just faltered towards the end? And Loki, especially for me, I really did not like that last episode. I didn't like the last episode of Hawkeye all that much either because I feel like they butchered Kingpin. But that's besides the point. Yeah, you know the interesting thing about. Moon Knight is that I was listening to Ethan Hawke talk in an interview about this and he's like he like I was saying he had a hand in creating this character and he was saying that usually when you see heroes you know it's like the villains that's the crazy one and then the heroes are the ones that are not and he was like why don't I wanted to make this villain like sane whereas the the hero is you know obviously unraveled and it's just a it's a great dynamic between the two and it, it has good like contrast. And not only that, like I think what's kinda cool is the director and his name is Mohab Diab, I think is how you pronounce it. He's one of them anyway. He's he's really um trying to be authentic to Egyptian lore because he is a an Egyptian filmmaker. So I think I think that's pretty cool because sometimes like some of these details like you, you don't get the full you know they don't go the full scope and even sometimes with like mental illness you see these you know people portrayed certain ways on the screen and just not that's not how it is in real life and i think i always like that authentic authenticity part of it so um i'm interested to see where this goes and this week's episode was definitely you know moving in the right direction kind of showing us more of of moon knight and even introducing a little bit humor uh, in there, which like they're not overdoing it like some movies, um, like Thor. It's, oh God! Speaking of, speaking of Thor, I think Thor four has <laughs> the long uh, is uh, has the record for the longest running um, anticipated movie without a trailer. You know, or it has. You know what I mean? It's like I think it's it's supposed to come out in like two months, and it's the first time a movie has is going to release without a trailer. You know, in such a short amount of time. So, who, who, who's who's like like honest question? Who the fuck is looking forward to this movie? Because I am not. Ragnarok sucked, and I'm tired of saying it. It didn't. It it. it and I don't think I ever said it didn't. I remember 
like it had the opposite effect that Last Jedi had on me. When I walked out of Last Jedi, I was like, huh. And it really had me thinking. And at first, it didn't stick with me. But the more and more I watched it, I said, this is the greatest Star Wars movie of all time. Um, but the Ragnarok, I remember being entertained and laughing. But then the more I thought about it and saw it again, I fucking hated how they butchered the Hulk. I didn't like it. It was too comedy-driven. And it kind of gave me a bad taste in my mouth about Taika Waititi. Um, it, you know, we could say, can we say though that it was at least better than one and Thor one and two? Because I, I feel like it. Your, your points are very valid. Yeah. But uh, one and two were just like, I mean, uh, I don't know. I just the only feel one like I, yeah, the only one I could give you there is the Dark World because I think I liked Thor one better than Ragnarok. But I, I, I oh, put, I put Ragnarok yeah. low. I put Ragnarok low. I, you know what? I might have to go back and watch Thor the first one, but I just, yeah, the Dark World is is just like I feel like it's a chore to have to watch it. I'll, I'll say that. Yeah. And so I don't know. I mean, at least Love and Thunder will have my guy Christian Bale in it, and I don't know. That's true. That'll be a good thing if this becomes, you know, Natalie Portman is going to reprise her role in as uh, whatever her name is and. I don't know if that's uh, a good Jane thing Foster. or not, but she's yeah. Jane Foster. And... and just on cue, right away on cue, we lose Kyle. Um, I swear to Christ, like we're in the year 2022. Kyle, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. I was just bitching about how in the in the year 2022, like fucking Wi-Fi can't stay connected to shit. Like, like if, for the love of God, I think, and there it goes again. I, I swear to Christ, I, I think back in like 1998 or 2000, whenever the hell we got, whenever the hell we got AOL for the first time, that those connections were fucking more secure than they are today. Like I can't stand this shit. We need to get a yeah, you know, we need to get a T1 line installed. <laughs> and there it goes again. It just drops. I swear to Christ on a crust. All right, Kyle, you're back again. So go uh, go on and say what you were wanting to say. Um, I don't know what what got cut out. I know you were kind of in and out there, but um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna reserve judgment for Thor four. I'm just. I swear to God. I, I swear to God, we, we we like got a limited amount of time to, today to do this show, and the fucking internet keeps dropping out. Kyle, I don't know if you know, can you hear me? But uh, we're 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 essentially just waiting for the reconnection to happen on Skype. So. For those of you unaware, we're sitting here talking about the next iteration in the MCU, Thor 4, Love and Thunder. I mean, I'm not particularly excited for, for Thor 4. Um, Kyle does did, did remind me Christian Bale is in it. Yes, Natalie Portman's coming back as not Padme, but she's coming back as Jane Foster. I believe she'll be wielding the hammer in this movie, too, if they're following any sort of semblance of the comic books. But... Um, I don't know what the hell's going on with our network here. This is awesome. Spectrum 84 sucked. And there's Kyle. We've got him back. Can you hear me, good sir? I just, yeah, I, you know, I have a Wi-Fi speed check, and, yeah. like, I'm at full blast over here. So, so, it so just see, it. do you think maybe it's Skype by chance? It There's there's a possibility, but the uh the, the poor connection because I saw it on my side too. It's a poor connection. It, it has gone away. So um, I'm gonna I'm gonna test a few things out with Skype this week. I'm gonna mess around a lot with our podcast equipment, but we're not talking about that. We were we were talking about uh, f- um, 
Thor 4, and I was kind of just giving my thoughts a little bit there. I don't know if you heard me, but yeah, go ahead and finish what you were saying. Nope. No, I I didn't hear anything what you said about it. I was just saying it's it's the one that I'm like least looking forward to this year. Oh, agreed. Where I keep forgetting about it. Yeah, maybe maybe She Hulk might be lower on that list. I'm just kind of interested to see if oh. they're, they're going to get the Hulk back. But and and Miss Marvel too. That's that's coming out. Yeah. Speaking, did you watch the trailer for that, or did you just not? I still haven't watched the trailer for Miss Marvel. No. I, I, I literally keep forgetting about it. I'll go watch it. I, I I've got a problem not watching it. I just it's so low on my priority list. Like I you know, I'll give it this, like Kamala Khan's character arc was was probably one of the cool cool things about the Avengers video game. And so I, I don't know if I like the actress that they picked for for her for this one, but you know, I'll reserve judgment. But right. the trailer wasn't bad. I like that. Her, they changed her powers a bit differently, and I don't know if we really got into this, but I just I've always hated like the stretch arm Armstrong powers, and, the, yeah. and I'll say the same for uh, Mister Fantastic. I think this is the dumbest shit ever. Um, but anything, the trailer had good music, like the music was on point. So good, okay. I'll watch so, the trailer. Yeah, I'll watch it today. But you know, I was just thinking, like I think you know, in the history, these movies felt better to watch because we always had to wait and now that with disney plus it seems like every other month we have some new marvel show and i don't know i mean i just feel like it's it's definitely getting to that point where you know we are over 10 years in or 12 years or however fucking long i know uh 14 years actually because you think 28 2008 is when it started damn that's wild um, yeah that is fucking so, wild. Um, yeah, I, it's, speaking of fucking Moon Knight, real quick, and then and then we'll jump to another Marvel property. But he, you've you've seen him. He's he's at Avengers Campus at California Adventure at fucking Anaheim already, and he yeah, looks spectacular. I've seen it. He looks fucking That's, awesome. That is that is really awesome on Marvel's part. That's consistency. That's like, I'm so glad that they did that. And he looked really good too. He he looks great. He looks great as a character at, at Disneyland, and I hope he never get stay, comes down from where the Quinjet's at. Like I, I hope he only ever stays up there to keep the like the mystery and the mystique of the character, right? Because like you have other characters who walk around like the. I've seen Doctor. Uh, I know Doctor Strange has a meet and greet. I've seen it. Um, obviously, Spider Man has a meet and greet, and does his show, and multitude of other characters like like the wasp are out and and they'll and meet and greets are coming back to Disney World in exactly 8 days um traditional Fuck meet yeah. and greets so you can hug him again so stuff like that right it's it's they do they do characters right at Avengers Campus i i will a thousand percent say that over and over again their rides subpar the food is okay the the, did the you, theming's cool did you meet in any of the characters um the closest i w- might have come was Spider-Man but they were doing like distance meet and greets back when I was at Avengers Campus still. So, but do the you ne- think do you think they'll be like in character like the other Disney characters are? Oh yes. Oh well, I should say at California Adventure before Avengers Campus, we did a meet and greet with Spider Man and Captain America, and Sp- S- Spider Man was fucking awesome. Like he he sounded like Peter Parker, he acted like Peter Parker. Um, he was like very much a teenager. He just like talking really fast and, and, um, all in character, uh, 
Spider-Man God, was I love that. yeah, Spider-Man was better than Captain America, but that's not saying much. We and then we did a meet and greet with Thor and Loki too, and the two of them the the banter amongst oh no, the meet and greet was with Thor and Gamora. And Loki was just a roaming character at the time, and he ended up running into Thor and Gamora, and they just were giving each other shit over and over again. It was it was really fucking cool. So Disneyland, you know, Disneyland just nails it out of the park with characters. Do you know why Universal kind of like is very selective about who you can meet, you know, or what characters they can have meet and greet? Because I mean, we've touched upon this before, but it just doesn't make sense why they don't have like a Hagrid walking around or like a Dumbledore. Or, you know, like why wouldn't they have that? That's I mean, a, they have it yeah. at at uh, you know Galaxy's Edge, obviously. Right. Oh man. And pretty much every other like themed area. I, mean, I don't know about Doctor Seuss Land, but I mean, who really cares, honestly? But. Oh well, I've seen I've seen the cat in the head out in Seuss Land and the a couple other things in Universe over there, but uh, yeah, they don't they don't really roam at Hogwarts. I know we've talked. I don't know why they don't. I really don't. Maybe it's an agreement that that they made with Warner Brothers or J.K. Rowling that said the characters can't roam; they have to be Mystique. At a, I don't know who the hell knows. Who knows? Um, I mean. And we're all thankful that there are no fat and furious people coming out. And by the way, uh, your favorite your favorite actress and you, my favorite actress is joining the next fast fat and the furious uh, other one uh, one Brie Larson. So yeah. I'm sure that's going to get you excited. <laughs> you know, I tried. I actually just trying to watch the most recent one because they edited it to HBO Max, and I don't know if what which ones I haven't seen. I've seen a few of them, and. I there was literally nothing else to watch, and I'm just like, okay, I'll put this on because I just need something in the background. And I'm watching like the first fifteen to twenty minutes of this. I'm like, oh, holy fuck! Like this is just the worst. This is the worst piece of shit ever. And I don't know if this this is the dumbification of America. I don't know why people like this. This is like the Kardashians, like of movies, movie film franchises. Like people watch it, but it's just trash. Like it just just absolute garbage. Sorry, Mike. Yeah, I was gonna say the, the only one that I know you're taking a pot shot at is uh, Mike Nora, and that's and that's two episodes in a row, people, where where Mike is we've we've torn Mike down. Last week it was the uh, <clears throat> stripper comment, and um, and Mike actually responded to that to me via text. He's like, "Keep my past out your fucking mouth." So <laughs> that was funny. That was that was oh, funny. Oh, okay. Well, you know what? I I give him a lot of props for that. So good man, Mike. Were you able to tell what was happening last week on Jedi Talk when when Brad and I were were faking the slap? You know, uh, like I, I forgot. I, I actually just talked to Scott Ford, and I was telling him about this. It's like when I listened back to the podcast of last week, there was a lot of stuff that I missed because of like audio issues. Ah. Like I just I couldn't hear everything, but like I kind of got the gist of it when it was going on. Um, but I think, you know, given that everybody and their brother and sister had had to comment on the slap, I mean, it made sense. So I mean, it wasn't that hard. Yeah, yeah. It was fun because Evan looked like he was about ready to shit his pants. But what what really did happen, though? Like, what what were you trying to do? Oh, OK. So so Brad and I beforehand had made the agreement to it. So um, Courtney's mother and brother were in town and we were having, you know, doing some stuff with them. So as the show opened, we were just going to say, Oh, you know, what'd you do? What did you do last week and this week? And we naturally flowed into, I said, you know, had some family out, we were doing stuff with them. And Brad asked, Oh, he's basically the, the trigger was going to be, he was going to say Courtney's name. 
So when he said Courtney's name, I put the microphone down and I looked to Evan and I said, move, move. And then Courtney was there and she knew this was going to happen beforehand. And she looked at, and she, she was watching Evan and Evan looked terrified because he's like, oh my God, why is it, why the fuck are you telling me to move? Because I was like forceful. And I just stepped over Scott and walked to Brad and Brad's like, what are you doing? And I smacked him right in the face. And that's when I yelled, keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth twice. And then Scott realized what we were doing right away. And it took Evan the uh, second time when I yelled it to be like, oh shit. <laughs> so that's what happened. Did you actually smack him? I did. I did. We agreed to beforehand. I said, you know, I'm not going to go full on you because, you know, you and I are both strong guys and you could take it, but I don't want to like make you go deaf. Um, and uh, so I like kind of came at him with immediate, like a medium slap. I just kind of like I like a good old wrestling smack, like like Stone Cold would do to the Rock and vice versa. Well, maybe maybe this just means that we need to be on video for like the fourth mother talk. And, uh, I like that so idea a lot. Can see these things. I like that idea a lot. So when you're in person, we should definitely get on that. We should. And, start and when I when I come in person, it'll be also great for when I walk into the. We started the podcast, and you guys all murder me for for my uh, all the shit I talk. <laughs> oh, we'll just have a bunch of tomatoes and poop bags that we light on fire, and we'll throw at you. So i wonder who will kill me for who will, will be worse yours or brad's because i feel like after my last uh, snap on brad's like that's that's uh he's definitely marinating on that one so this is true this is true i don't know you never know you'll have to wait until the middle of may to find out good sir um but speaking just of just wait you know what wait until the end of my disney trip don't do it at the end of the podcast because that's wait fair. until i'm in post disney depression at the at the uh, you know, Orlando airport, and then you could just murder me. That's fine. What What's this post-Disney depression that you speak of? Oh, didn't you know? It is a it is a, diag- a mental health diagnosis that I came up my, with myself. It's called post-Disney depression. And uh, it's PDD for, for, for those of you uh, academes out there. But this is when you've spent a whole week at Disney – and you you spent a lot of fun in the sun with your your pals Mickey and Donald, and went on all the rides and gained at least twenty pounds because you you know spent three hours at the Tusker House, and then you had to leave all that fun and excitement and come home to a probably a, a, a negative zero bank account and uh, <laughs> going back to work on Monday. So this is post Disney depression. It lasts for quite a while, and it doesn't really get better until you go back to Disney. So. Um, it's, a, it's a it's a horrible affliction, probably the worst out there. Yeah, I don't. I wouldn't call it. A, I wouldn't say there's there's negative money in your account. We're not talking about going to a casino here, um, inside joke. But uh, we we are talking about um, ah. yeah yeah Disney losing quite a lot of money because you're spending on a merch, food, and can you bring back the dining plan already? Like I'm not going to use it anymore since I'm a local. But like for resort guests, the dining plan was so fucking good. Will you just bring it back already, Disney? Um, I seen I seen a um, an article recently. I think it was yesterday. And they were saying they were delaying it again. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I mean, isn't everything kind of open now? Everything is really pretty much open. Like there are very 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 few things. All the resorts are open for the first time in two years. Like there might be a shop here or there that's not open. Like the Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique is still not open. Last I checked, but that only impacts you know girls and little girls and their families that that want to go through and get the glow up to cinderella and all that shit so we'll wow. see 
hopefully it's sooner rather than later for those resort guests. But uh, moving it along here as we get closer and closer to closing out first show in year two. Uh, and we talked about steaming bo- uh, burning bags of crap earlier and another burning bag of crap. And Kyle and I see vastly different on this. So we might have to carry on our argument to next week. But I saw Morbius. Kyle saw Morbius. And I'm going to go on record to say the following statement. I've only seen Captain... Fuck off, short shit. I've only seen Captain Marvel (laughs) once. Okay? I've seen Morbius once. Morbius is more recent. And everybody knows my thoughts on Captain Marvel, the movie as a whole, and Brie Larson, yada, yada, yada. It's not a shtick. I can confidently say that Captain Marvel, in my opinion, was better than Morbius. Morbius... I know you disagree over there, okay? And you're going to get your time to speak on the pedestal there. But I'm telling you, Morbius was like Zack Snyder presented a his full realized movie on a character that from start to finish told a story, told a middle, had a great ending, and left you in suspense for the next movie. And then it's like Marvel handed this, Sony and Marvel handed this movie to Warner Brothers and said, Zack Snyder made this, and they brought Joss Whedon in to take a shit all over it. Got, got like, it, the editing was fucking worse than Justice League. And it fucking tears me to say that. Now that I think about it, like, the first 30 minutes kept you intrigued, but after that, Twilight had a better vampire story. Like, what the fuck was going on? It was edited by a retarded chimp that just got out of. His, his fifth year of kindergarten because he couldn't pass putting the clay together to make it look like his his parents. Um, I don't know where I was going with that because I'm so upset about Morbius, okay? Like, it, it, it really, like, his love interest, and I get it. Oh, and don't get me started on the fucking villain who was like not, Night at the Roxbury vampire. Like, what the fuck was that? Put on some nice shoes at least. You're wearing, like, old-ass gym shoes, and then you're dancing to God knows what, looking at the mirror because you have a body you've always wanted. So, like, you go to... A, a this kid with cancer growing up who's clinging on to life, best friends with Michael Morbius, into this like narcissistic dude all of a sudden, but who's rich beyond your your wildest dreams, and then his love interest for God's sake, like I get it, he's a doctor with her, but like, okay, they're 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 in love, fine, whatever, they 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 kiss and then, like I swear to God, I blinked and Night at the Roxbury Vampire killed her, and then Morbius finds her. And did he an injector with something? Like, again, I, I, I just, I didn't understand what the hell was going on. And then she's a vampire. She died and then she came back. And, ugh, God, I'm just going on a rant. It's, 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 it's everything that, and it, and it's a shame in, in, in my eyes because I don't, I don't know anything about Morbius, the character in the comics. So I can't make the comparison of who the character is versus what we saw on TV. But, I was hoping for a good entertaining movie, and I guess the only entertainment I got out of it was how bad I think it is. Uh, Kyle, you think differently, and I respect the hell out of that opinion. And it's not because I'm not a horror movie person. I just like better movies that can make you actually think. And I don't know. I don't know. That's just, ah, just leaves me. And, and you make some valid points. And I'll say that if I gave this this movie a grade, I'd say I, w- I would give it a seven. Um, I think Jared Leto is a great actor, and I know he gets shit on a lot, but I think he he, he does really well in this in this world. Um, I I'll tell you kind of like what I liked and what I didn't like. So what I liked was the CGI, like uh, the way he looked. He looked really fucking good. 
like Morbius himself. That's like a really good vision of what like a vampire should look like. So I really like that part of it. Um, his, and I haven't read the comics either, but I feel like if you haven't read the comics, your reference for Morbius is from 90s Spider-Man, the animated Spider-Man series. And he didn't drink people's blood, but he like used his hand to like suck out plasma. And this was obviously different. I don't know if this is true to the character or not. I'm just going to go with that. You know, I'm going to say that maybe Spider-Man 90s Spider-Man is more accurate. Um, but anyway, he looked really good. One of the problems that I had, though, was that why the fuck did they rate this PG-13? Why did they make this a PG-fucking-13 movie? Can't they just make something rated R? For fuck's sake, if they do this to Blade, I swear to God, I will take a big dump on Sony's doorstep or whoever the fuck owns Blade because I'm not sure anymore. Um, but, like, this needs to be rated R because you can't have vampires slashing people's throats and chests and drinking their blood and have no fucking blood. Like, you just don't do that. It makes no sense. It looks tacky as fuck. And for God's sakes, five-year-old little Jimmy can just wait till he's, like, 12 or whatever. Or maybe, you know what? He can fucking watch it anyway. Because you, if you've looked at some of the video games today, it's pretty fucking violent and, and gory anyway. So they're playing that. Why can't they? Why can't we just transcend a society or maybe parents do their own thing called parenting and, <sighs> and not have them see it? Um, God knows that's a foreign concept for some people. Anyway, so that part really pissed me off. Um, and I, I would say that, like, he, the villain was a little bit lackluster. I think it was, I, I like the story between him and his friend growing up and him, you know, becoming jealous that he made this serum that could save his life, basically, after he spent his entire life in, like, crutches and, and not being able to walk or function very well. So... I didn't like the way Milo looked as a vampire. I think he looked like, you know, he was plunked out of like the 1920s uh, movie and uh, they put like vampire makeup on him. I, I just didn't think he looked like a great villain to me. And I wish that could have been better. I think what was cool about the film was the connection to Spider-Man No Way Home. And I think it's arguably one of the best parts about it is that at the end you see a big purple crack in the sky. And if you've seen Spider-Man No Way Home, which we all did, and we all know that it's great, fuck you, Evan. Um, <laughs> you know, you know this is ex this is right from the the ending of No Way Home, and I think it was kind of interesting that you see Adrian Toomes, Michael Keaton's character, uh, appear in a cell, and then that kind of like you know was all, all over the news, and you're kind of wondering like, well, what is that about? And you, you know, you see him in the trailer, but it was obviously a misdirect for having an interaction with Morbius and you don't really get that in the movie until the end where, which kind of was confusing because like he shows up in his vulture suit, which is really cool by the way. And he's like, you know, kind of talking about teaming up. And if, you know, he, he, I don't, I forgot he said something about Spider-Man and, uh, he's like, I don't know how I got here, but I think Spider-Man's got something to do with it. And let me ask okay. you a, a question real quick. Where the fuck did he get the vulture suit? This isn't his world. That is another good point. Like, that didn't make sense. I mean, I, I don't know if enough time passed where he just built it, but he got that from, if I'm, my memory serves me correctly, like, he built that suit from Chitauri, uh, you know, he technology. Did. Yep, he, he he stole it when they when they fired his group from cleaning up after the Avengers. Yeah, that's 100% right. Um, I don't know, so maybe his belongings showed up too? No, that just doesn't make any sense. No, that sense. would be stupid, yeah. <laughs> 
So, um, so yeah, so that's an obviously a big plot hole. Uh, and I wonder who, you know, who else came into that world and who else came into our world? And is there going to be like a bridging event, kind of like a crisis on infinite earths part of it kind of leaves, uh, I mean, so I think that's really cool. You kind of can speculate on that. Mm-hmm. I, I wanted to ask like, who's, whose world Spider-Man world do you think this is? Andrew Garfield. Thousand you think percent. it's Andrew Garfield? Mm-hmm. I, I, to- I totally believe it's it's Andrew Garfield. I feel like the the tone and the aesthetic of of the villains that you know that we've seen thus far Morbius, Venom, and now Vulture. I think that lines up more. Even though uh, Holland and Vulture had great, and Keaton had fa- fantastic chemistry together, um, but outside of that, I, I think that the tone is more Andrew Garfield than what we've seen out of that thus far. Interesting. Yeah, and uh, one last thought about that. I, I know the director came out and said, like, when he saw the trailer, the original trailer, it had that picture of Spider-Man, mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, a mural of Spider-Man that says murderer on it, and the director was like, I don't know what that's from because nobody told me, so. Oh. Well, they that, I don't know if you noticed, it was not in the, in the movie we saw. I was right. looking for it, too. Right. Yeah, so, I don't know. I mean, I think Morbius was okay. Like, it, it wasn't like, you know, uh, something that changed the game or anything like that. No. I, I feel like we'll probably see less of that as time goes on anyway. But it was just a decent a decent flick. It's definitely not as bad as Captain Marvel. I mean, nothing as bad as, as, as the Eternals, though. I mean, have you seen the Eternals yet? No, I, I, I've got to... Okay. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll do it just because everybody is shitting on it. Just get really high and watch it. Maybe you might... Okay. Like it. Okay. Maybe that's like better viewed when intoxicated. <laughs> I I did that actually last night. I watched um, adults or uh, adults from Aquatine Hunger Force and um, Robot Chicken, and specifically I watched the. Uh, I'm starting. I'm going through the Star Wars specials again for Robot Chicken. They're freaking hilarious. They are hilarious. I don't know if you ever saw them like start to finish. They're fucking funny. They're better than Family Guys, like by far. I've never really watched Adult Swim. Oh, it's it's good. If you're under the influence of literally anything, just watch like Aqua Teen Hunger Force, Moral Oral, um, uh, The Brack Show, Harvey Birdman, Attorney at Law, Space Ghost. <laughs> like all of those are just they're they're so much funnier. Noted. <laughs> um, all right, we're gonna do two quick hitters real quick, and and I think Kyle and I will go to blows on Morbius in future episodes because I'm gonna be shitting on that movie for a while um quick hitters little little dc news um ezra miller's in the news again and he's just a weird guy speaking of fantastic beasts uh comes out on friday actually and i'm gonna see it a week from today so kyle it's already getting bad reviews yeah of course it is it's it's it's, i feel like it was one of those ones destined to get shit on but we'll see i'm gonna i'm gonna hold my judgment for it just like i do with all other movies um but he's apparently he got arrested in Hawaii for some sort of disturbance. I guess he physically or physical altercation with some couple, the the guy, and then they got a restraining order on him or something. And uh, long story short, Ezra Miller has always been a weird guy. He's, he's always been kind of out there and, and just, I don't know, shit should happen. And he's just an oddball. I think most actors are. Most actors and actresses are, and there the rumor was WB called a emergency meeting to talk about his future, and the, those rumors have been dispelled. Actually, they never did call a, me, a, a meeting to talk about him. Um, I don't know. It's 
I kind of hope they don't move on from him because he is our Flash, and I like him as the Flash, and I, I, I don't think he's done anything like to warrant that. I don't think the people can't – they've canceled people for less in, in, in the past, and I just – I don't know. Don't cancel Ezra maybe, Miller is all I'm saying. Maybe I got a good way he can get out of it. Maybe he can just – Amber heard this. Maybe you could just – you know, if he has like a, hus- or a husband or I don't know if he's uh, – or wife or partner, he could just take a big dump on their side of the bed and – There you go. That could be the you know way he gets out of it. There you go. That's the magical way. There is, out of it. There's fourth mother box advice to you. Shit on your, your uh, spouse's bed. Ezra Miller and Warner Brothers will probably sign you to like a multi-million dollar contract. Uh, last bit of DC news: Harley Quinn season three, the animated show, which is phenomenal on HBO Max, is teased to release this summer. So I cannot wait. I'm very interested. I don't know, Kyle, if you heard the news that one of the Harley Quinn season three episodes they used very the same backgrounds that were used in Batman the animated series. So I cannot wait for that episode. What? Yep, it's gonna be good. James uh, James James Gunn is also playing himself on the show this season. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm looking forward you to know, it. You know, Mark Hamill um, played himself on a. Uh, I think it was like Batman: Brave and the Bold. And oh, he did. He played himself, and he was captured by the Joker, who <laughs> was voiced by Mark Hamill. I'm going to have to go back and watch that. Uh, Brave and the Bold, really? That's funny. He's like, Mark Hamill? <laughs> it, was, it was crazy. That's awesome. It was, it's actually, uh, it's, uh, it was on YouTube. So um, oh, duh, YouTube. YouTube. That shit. Yeah, I'll go check it out. All right. Well, thank you, everybody. Uh, we've been just about an hour. That's a great amount today. You've been great. We've been the fourth mother box. We appreciate you being with us for the past year in one episode. We're going to try to change things up, make things a little different. You're going to hear some different sort of song that's going to drive us in after our theme song plays every show on here on out. I think I'm going to get rid of the quotes and just go with some music that Kyle and I like, right? It won't just be Metallica. I promise you that. It's going to be a bunch of shit that we like. Some obscure, some not. So, Kyle, you want to take us out with your final thought of the day? I'm going to pull up. I know you can't hear this, but I'm going to line up Dream No More again and let it roll us out. So the floor is yours, good sir. Yeah, I have some final thoughts. I really like Ezra Miller as a Flash, and if he loses this role, he's a fucking idiot. 